Hello, welcome to episode three of the Bot Brothers, AI for Educators. I'm Mike Pearson. And I'm Pat Burns. Today's show is going to explore prompt engineering. We will discuss what it is and why it is important. But before that, Pat and I were talking and we realized that we never bothered to introduce ourselves. So we're going to do that uh, in the introduction of our show. Great. So, Mike, (laughs) who the heck are (laughs) you? Well, well, Pat, um, as you know, um, I I teach high school English in the Chicago area. Um, I've got a BA and a MA in English, uh, language and literature, and I've got my master's in educational leadership. So I I could go be a building principal if I wanted to, but I'm not on that track. Um, A former musician and current musician, you might check out the old uh, Chicago band, the Blue Meanies. That was was my band, and then uh, recent band, The Great Influence Machine, and Currently, I'm, my, my life is filled up with being a, a father to five-year-old identical twin girls. Great. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, so, I'm Pat Burns. Uh, this is actually, I think, depending on how I, I scale it or, or judge, I'm, I've been teaching for in around like 13, 14 years. Uh, but I had some experiences overseas. Uh, after college, I went overseas. I was in the U.S. Peace Corps for just over two years, 25 months in Central Asia and taught there. Uh, although it's a very different experience than teaching in the yeah. U.S. for a whole host of reasons. Uh, but uh, actually, I, I, after I left that, I, I jumped in a bunch of other uh, fields like finance, uh, you know, online ticket sales, uh, you know, theater work, etc. And then I, I made my way back to education. I always figured I'd be an educator uh, and I've been doing it since. Uh, and, and like like Mike, I'm, I'm teaching out in the uh, Chicagoland area. I uh, love it. Uh, it's been great. Uh, high school level, of course, uh, primarily juniors and seniors. Uh, in you know in, in our English department, um, I have two masters, um, so one in liberal studies and one also in a principal prep program. Um, so, uh, but I have yet to take my license test, so I have to do oh, that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I've got to sort that out. It. Yeah, I hope so. Um, uh, but uh, we'll see whether or not I, I do admin or not. Will be a time will tell. But for right now, I'm pretty content with the ha- with the classroom. So. So yeah, interesting. I think an interesting thing about us knowing each other is that um, years ago, uh, Pat was talking about doing a bicycle trip across the United States of America, and I wasn't too busy. I wasn't married yet, and I said I would join him. And then we had time constraints, so we ended up taking our bicycles from Portland, Oregon, all the way down to San Francisco-ish. We, yeah. we took a bus yeah. there. We cheated a little we cheated, bit. We yeah. did some guerrilla but, camping, but that was probably, yeah. in my opinion, what probably cemented our friendship. Um, from years ago, it's probably the, the the event. Yeah, it was it was a great trip. Uh, absolutely, some some really really wonderful stories that uh, I don't know. May, I don't know. If, I can't really see why we tell them here, but maybe one day, maybe one they come day up, it might but, come yeah, up. That's a fantastic uh, fantastic trip. It was and, an adventure. Yeah, and, and I, I'm a big traveler. That's something I've always loved to do, and you know, doing with my family now is a lot of fun too. So, um, so having said all that, um, you know, we were uh, we've been talking actually quite a bit over the past few weeks about how do you kind of utilize a lot of this AI in the classroom. And obviously, ChatGPT, whether you're talking about three or four, or you're thinking about maybe Bing, or now Bard's dropped, yeah. uh, you know, people are getting access to that, that you're trying to figure out how to use it is, uh, you know, is a really important one. And, and, and it requires a sense of kind of knowing how to kind of prompt it. And I know that you've had a lot of thoughts on this and, and some really good sort of ideas. So for those of you out who are interested in, you know, how do you actually just kind of use the technology to your advantage and, and prompt it, uh, usually use the term prompt engineering uh, to, to kind of facilitate or generate kind of the best responses for what it is you're trying to do. So Mike, can you maybe talk to us a little bit about what prompt engineering is, how it works, like 
what it's all about uh, uh, for for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, sure can. Um, uh, on, uh, on on Twitter, like just right now, I was looking at it today on our um, Bot Brothers AI Twitter account, and there's a ton of people talking about prompt engineering and how to prompt and people doing examples. So I think I know people are in all, all kinds of different places. So we thought we'd kind of give a breakdown. So I think we're all familiar with with Google and and, and Bing and, and search boxes. And when when you go to open up your Chat GPT account, if you haven't done so, you're going to see a box that looks very similar. Except in this box, it's called the prompt box, and you you're 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 not searching. You can search. You can treat it like a Google box and say like, what is the capital of so and so, and it'll return something. But but what you really do is that you you kind of craft a prompt and it takes some words. Um, there's a piece called uh, Prompt Engineering is Magic for English Majors. And the piece talks about how um, really it's the words that you choose that creates the output of of the, what ChatGPT, I would assume Bart, who haven't played with that yet, is going to create. So you have to you have to kind of wordsmith. And the the I think the most important thing is that if it's it's an old coder thing, an old HTML thing, if you put garbage in garbage is going to come out of chat GPT. So what you have to do, there's kind of some, the easiest parameter I can think of is like, and I, I don't want, I don't want us to get in the habit of talking to A like it's human because it's not. And we'll, we'll probably have some discussions about that. Uh, Pat, you and I, we've, we've been talking about that. We'll probably have some discussions on the show, but it's helpful to think of it as an assistant. And if it was an assistant and say you're an English teacher and you wanted to create a task, uh, or you want to complete a task, you have to kind of think of like what instructions would you give a person in order to have them do the appropriate thing. So um, you can think of it like, and kind of break it down into context, task, instruction. And then the great thing about ChatGPT is that if you're, if you don't quite get the output you want, you can just, in the next prompt box, you can, you can then alter uh, the, I guess you can you can restate what you said, or you can modify it or refine it, and it will remember the entire thread, the entire chat, and it will change its output. So let me let me give you a real quick example. This is a super super simple prompt, and this was about uh, a, a, a thing that teachers do all the time. But this ChatGPT makes it easier. So the prompt is this: write a concise approximately 75 words email to a student who is failing my English 2 class because the student is missing assignments. That was the prompt I gave it, and then it gave a pretty good letter. And then I followed that up with, keep the email the same, add two sentences about the importance of completing all work. Because the original uh, output, the chat GPT output, didn't quite do that. And I wanted I wanted it to say that there's some importance to doing this. So let, let me just quickly point out a couple of features. I'm telling it how long it should be. I'm telling it uh, to be concise and I give it a word limit, 75 words. And you need to think like audience and purpose, an email like that, what's the task? You're composing an email to who? To a student and what is happening to that student who is failing my English 2 class. And if you if you get all that together, you're gonna generate a pretty decent output. Well, so, so let me ask it for a second. Uh, so you kind of stop for a moment. Because uh, there's a lot of information. If you're writing a letter though, uh, it would seem to me that that the tone's going to matter, right? Right. So, how do you make sure that the tone matches what it is that you want to convey to to anyone, whether it's a student or a parent, uh, could be even a colleague or administrator, what have you? Uh, what What are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you get the 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 prompting, or how do you how do you set the prompt so that it, it puts out or outputs? Uh, not garbage, but you know something that's valuable. Yeah, something good. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a couple things, and there's actually a mini bot podcast that we did on on our site 
that that talks about uh, is ChatGPT thinking, but it goes into large language models. So there's some more depth there. But but really, Pat, what it comes down to is that just the fact that I said write an email to a, a student is giving it some context about what the tone's going to be. You can put adjectives. You can say like write a sarcastic letter to a student, and it'll it'll output something sarcastic, or write a formal, or an academic, or a collegial, or whatever adjectives. So you can supply adjectives to modify its output. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, it does. Because I, I was just thinking about, you know, when we're talking, we're, we're shifting our tones all the time. Right. But you said, don't think of this as a human because it's not, right? And so taking that into account, how does it kind of convey very human-like sort of qualities, which is to say tone and emotion, that sort of thing. And you're saying it actually can kind of replicate it in a way or mimic it through its language, but you have to tell it to do that. It won't just yeah. automatically do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of information is just carried in the word choice. Right. Write a, write a letter, write a, a poem, write a this, write a that. Okay. It's just, because it, it, it's read so many, it's read. Yeah. It has, it has analyzed and called the data from so many places that, right. it, that as soon as you say, write a letter, you know, to a president of a company, it's going to, it's going to kind of pull from those models. Well, so then what, what sounds like what you're really saying is anytime you're prompting anything, I mean, there's, there's certainly like the, I guess maybe the context or, um, you know, some sort of role you might want to give it, um, you know, some, some kind of specifics, which is all helpful. Uh, but that as, as prompters, we have to stop and actually be thoughtful and critically think through what's actually, what is it that I'm actually trying to get here, right? It's one thing to say, write a, a, a letter to a student, but why? For what purpose? Uh, you know, who's my audience and how do I have to take that into account? In a funny way, it kind of makes me think of, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, whether you're talking about like a soapstone sort of skills in like an AP right. language class, sure. that you always have to think about, you know, things like purpose, occasion, uh, you know, audience, you know, tone, et cetera, all these other mm -hmm. kind of things. And, and and so it kind of sharpens your your kind of thinking uh, on, on what it is you're trying to do. But you have to kind of go through those steps if you want to get something that's of quality back. Right. Right. Yeah, you're, all, you're, you're thinking of audience all the time. I think it's an even interesting thing. This is way ahead. But as students start using it in class, like what, what, would, you, what, what, what would you prompt it in order to create the appropriate tone for audience X? Okay. Because right? you're always, you always have to think about audience. Like who is this going to go to? What do I want? What's the limitations on, on the output that I want? Okay. Got it. Got it. Well, that's great. I appreciate you explaining that. Um, so I think I think that about covers, at least like the prompt box and like a very, very simple example. Uh, my friend Pat here, um, we, we text all the time and he sometimes he texts me stuff that he's doing. And he absolutely, I mean, Pat, you absolutely blew me away when you showed me the this, this prompt that you wrote. Um, so I want you to kind of go through that. It was all about curriculum mapping, which I had never even thought of doing with this. But you came through and I'm, I'm super excited to... To, for you to explain what you did and what your prompt was. Yeah, well, I think that uh, just real quickly uh, to, to speak to, I brought this point up last time, you know, that, that, that all the technology that's out there, all the chat GPT stuff and other AI infused sort of kind of things, are, it's just fun to experiment with just to kind of see what its limitations are uh, or what its capabilities are because uh, it's, all, it's all kind of largely unknown to everybody. So we're kind of just dabbling with it. So I think everybody's in this experimental phase. And for me, I was thinking, well, Gosh, I mean, I, I was on a, I'm on a curriculum map team right now with my district, and I thought, well, how do I, how, how, could I apply it here? It, it hadn't dawned on me until I was in the team, right. and we were sitting in a meeting, 
you know, with, uh, you know, teachers from, from our school and then from a neighboring school in, in our district. And I, and I wanted to think, or I wanted to uh, kind of cut through some of the dialogue that we we're having because we, we, I think we, as a group, we were trying to figure out how to kind of negotiate each other's uh, personalities, right? And, and expectations and egos and all that stuff. And I thought, mm-hmm. gosh, I wonder, I wonder what ChatGPT would say about this, and would it maybe simplify things for us in a way that maybe we struggle with because we're just trying to kind of formulate ideas on the spot. And so, what I did, uh, this is actually mid-meeting, we were discussing, you know, what are we going to do for the junior level English class because we're trying to kind of reframe it. And uh, at one point, we were trying to think about like what's the ethos of that particular uh, class, and we we kind of realized, well, juniors are not entirely the uh, adults, right? But they're kind of starting that ascent into adulthood. Uh, and it seems to be a, clear, a, a cleaner, not break necessarily, but uh, there seems to be uh, something more mature about a junior than certainly a sophomore. I think that's yeah. probably why I call them sophomore right. you know, yeah, jokes or whatever. Sophomore humor. Right, right. Uh, so, <laughs> it's always about so, poop. Yeah, but, but we also want them to explore things out and to kind of like learn, you know, who it is that they're becoming, right? So I was thinking, okay, so there's this a concept called on becoming. I was kind of riffing off of, Another podcast called On Being by yep. Krista Tippett that I love and I've always listened to for years. But I thought, well, what, is, what does that mean to be, on, to be becoming or to be, or, yeah, to become? And so I typed that in the chat GPT and gave me this wonderful sort of definition. It's like a four-point thing. What were some of those points? So, that- yeah, the points were like self, it includes self-discovery, identity formation, personal growth and transformation. And it ripped out like full-on definitions for each. And I just shared that with you know, my, my English, uh, my junior level English kind of team. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, how'd you come up with that? Because <laughs> it sounded really intelligent. I'm like, well, I'm like, look at this. And they're like, whoa. And so we we're all kind of blown away by it. I said, well, let's take it a step further. If I just said, let's take those four different ideas. Let's say that self-discovery was unit one. Unit two is on personal growth. Unit three was identity formation. And unit four was transformation. Then, you know, so you took the, yeah. the definition, right, the, the four different ones, and you said, we can just we can just drop it in. there. Yeah, I literally said, here, here's the prompt. I said, be an English teacher, mm-hmm. right? Use the following definition for self-discovery, which would be unit one. And I said, so in this and that gives me I plopped in the, the definition. Here's the definition, by the way, it just says self-discovery is the process of, of exploring and understanding oneself and involves gaining awareness of one's strengths, weaknesses, values and beliefs and recognizing how they shape one's behavior and choices. Self-discovery is a crucial step in the journey of becoming, there's the unbecoming part, as it allows individuals to identify their true selves and develop a sense of purpose and direction. I thought, wow, this is fantastic. And it seemed to fit the ethos of the junior level. And then what I said at the end of the prompt is I said, okay, great. Then generate four guiding or essential questions for a unit on self-discovery. Bam, and it just, bam. it nailed me with four. And they're really good, right? So, for example, like one is like, what are some effective ways to explore and understand oneself? Uh, how can gaining awareness of our strengths and weaknesses help us to achieve our goals and become our best selves? Uh, what role do our values and beliefs play in shaping our behavior and decision-making process? And then the last one, how can self-discovery lead to a sense of purpose and direction of, of our lives? And when everyone saw that, we we're like, oh, well, that just saved us a bunch of time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think more importantly, um, it saved us, I think, a lot of the hassle, kind of the the jockeying, if you will, of people trying to, trying to kind of come to uh, the conversation with their own ideas that are kind of half baked, anyways. Right. Uh, and 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 it kind of like just gave us some footing, gave us some foundation. Now it's not that we are necessarily going to ultimately go with it's that. It's a starting point, but it's a great starting point, exactly. Yeah. And so that's what something that that really kind of it, it advanced the conversation rather than us just kind of like throwing out whatever random thing that that was so kind of essential to the way we've been doing things, but didn't necessarily apply to everybody else. Right. So 
If I can interrupt. Yeah, please. So it, you literally wrote to in the chat GPT box, be an English teacher. Correct. You told it how to function, right? And I did. then And then you used to drop the definition and you said, please write four, four questions, essential questions or guiding questions on it. And it's supposed to act, and, and it does do this. It'll think like an English teacher or act like it's thinking like that. And it gave you... It gave you the four questions, Well, that, right? and then I took it another step further because I thought, well, that's kind of at the teacher level. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm in a classroom trying to teach this, I might throw those questions out there as kind of almost like umbrella questions, fine. But if I'm getting into the nitty-gritty or if I want the students to get into the nitty-gritty of like what we're talking about, I said, well, I prompted the chat GPT to say, okay, give me a list of 10 questions that would help high school students with self-discovery. And then it ripped off 10. Right. I was like, whoa, shoot. So it would be like things like, what are your top three values and how do they influence your Great decisions? Question. Or what motivates you and how you can you ma- uh, maintain that motivation over time? Or what challenges have you faced and how have you overcome them? Like these kinds of things. Good that are questions. Essential. They're great. You could literally get that whole list to kids and say, pick two. Right. Right. And right. then to go back to your prompt, I mean, you, 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 so you, you didn't say be an English teacher again because you don't have to because chat GPT remembers that. And then you just followed up with like, give me 10 questions on whatever it was, blah, 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 right? That would help high school students. So there's the audience with self-discovery. And maybe maybe looking back, it'd be junior level high school students, but it's kind of already in there anyway because of the, the curriculum map. Right, well, because to your point, what's happening is that like every time you start a chat, it's its own thread. Right. Right, so it's almost like it's its own conversation, if yeah. you will. So it's it tends chat. to remember. Yeah, now having said that, it, you know, and some of you maybe have experienced this and you or read about it, where like if you kind of keep going with the thread, sometimes it starts to deteriorate in terms of quality. Right. So right. you do have to be mindful of that. However, you know, if you're keeping it relatively short in terms of the thread relatively short and manageable, then it actually does a pretty good job. Yeah, you can like prompt ChatGPT and say, please reread the directions. And it will apologize and say, oh, I'm sorry, I was supposed to do this. <laughs> I, I love how like how polite it can be sometimes. Right. I know. I'm like, whoever programmed that, they're just like, they're, they're nice people. <laughs> um, I think, was there anything else? I, uh, that one that you had? I think yeah. I, I had a question, but I can't remember. Well, so... so we, we the the group actually ended up saying you know what the on becoming it did that 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 language didn't really speak to them okay and so again this is all draft stuff so nothing set in stone so we came up with the idea of like embracing the journey so I thought okay well great let's do with that uh, go with that phrasing and I, and I put out a new prompt and I just said okay we'll create a curriculum map with a with a four theme base with four theme based units along with guiding questions per unit. Um, all on the topic of, quote, embrace the journey, oh, wow. end quote. And then it just gave me uh, four units. The first one is discovering your path. And it's got three uh, guiding questions. Unit two is overcoming obstacles. Three guiding questions. Three is mindful living. And four is celebrating success. And all those have, um, you know, the, the, the various guiding questions. And then it followed up with a paragraph that says each unit could include activities. such so as journaling, discussion, self-reflection, exercises, goal-setting, presentations, um, and then gives kind of uh, speaks to the the overarching goal of the curriculum and this idea of like growing uh, developing growth mindset and becoming self aware and mindful individuals. I thought, oh my That's god, awesome. that, it seemed to kind of nail exactly what we're going for, right. and it was clear. And here's the thing, and, and, and is that I was doing this like a month ago, right? And that was with ChatGPT three. Right. ChatGPT four is out and it's even more precise. So I haven't run set, it through right. before, but I it, know that would be interesting. It would be, but I've right. tested this before with four with other sort of kind of prompts, and it's much more uh, expansive, uh, but also just just more clear. And and it's it's it really is an improvement. I know I've some people disagree with that, but I've tested it and it, it is clearly In your better. Opinion, it's better. Oh, absolutely. You know what? I, I hope Pat. I hope that school districts will um, start paying for the educators in their district to have 
ChatGPT subscriptions. Because if, if I remember when you start teaching, you'd have a big fat textbook. Right. Like, we'd have like the American Lit Book and it was divided into units and they had all this stuff here. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about ChatGPT is that is that you can actually have the idea and create the unit in seconds. Well, and it's funny you should say that because what I did after that was I thought, okay, let's keep pushing this further. Wow, this is mind-blowing. And, and I took, so I have seniors uh, after spring break, they're going to go ahead and uh, do independent book reads. And I went ahead and I said, okay, I want to see if ChatGPT can basically create tables with information on uh, that, that uh with information for a unit that is kind of self-generated. So whether I create it for the students or they do it for, them, for themselves, but to do that, I realized, okay, well, wait, hold on. There's, there's a book, there's maybe essential questions, there's themes, uh, you know, any other sort of parameters you want to put in there and it could do that. But how I did it for this is I said, okay, go ahead and I want ChatGPT to select five texts uh, that would maybe best speak to the, the concept of self-discovery. And I plopped in all the the, uh, the novels or extended texts, as we say, into ChatGPT. Right. And we so have, narrowed down the we list. We have like over 100. Uh, we had to use our approved book list. Right. And we have like right. over 100. Right. And so for my, right. sen- well, my seniors, essentially, they, I, they're, they could basically choose anything from freshman year on up to senior year. Oh. Right, so um, so I can put in all those, but for this purpose, I, I actually kind of just put in the, the junior level, and it, and it basically told me which five would focus on self discovery. For the seniors, though, what I could have them do is 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 generate a list with a table for each individual student. So let's say, for example, I've got a classroom of twenty five kids, and uh, I want to know, well, okay, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna list out maybe like uh, each book had uh, kid has their own book. I'm going to list out every single book that those that those kids have, and I'm going to say, go, go ahead, uh, uh, set these up in a table, and give me themes for each book, um, and give me guiding questions for each one. And oh, and I also in- I included like give me like artworks, like pa- paintings and sculptures that seem to kind of correlate with those themes because the class kind of has an art uh, component to it. And so it basically ripped out uh, tables of all of those things for each individual book, so students basically could have their own pre-made unit. Right, with guiding questions, themes, and other supplemental text in there, and then they could they could run with that. Right. Let me let me see. I'm trying. I, I got a little confused. So if I got a little confused, and, and, sure. I, and I kind of know this assignment. So in the prompt box, what did you put? Like, what was? Do you remember your process? The, of- the prompt box box itself. It was something along the lines of, you know, create a table using these texts or the following texts. So like right? all but the texts. Yeah. Right? And, and and well, and so but I but we. we so the prompt was like, you know, give me a table with all these texts, providing themes for each one, uh, guiding questions for each one, and or a guiding question for each one, and supplemental texts uh, or, or artworks, right? That would correspond with those themes, and then I copied and pasted all the the, the different novels in there, right? And then it, and it started like creating a list. Now, what I found out was that it had, for whatever reason, and maybe, maybe ChatGPT4 can do more, but I was using three at the time and it could give me like eight at a time. So yeah, I had to kind of like- tokens. Right. So I had to kind yeah. of like adjust there, yep. but it could do it and it could do it, you know, in, in mass essentially really, really quickly. And I realized, wait, I can provide this list to my students and say, hey, here's what you're going to do for the next unit. Or I can say, you know, what? if you don't like that, come up with your own. You put some input, some parameters and figure out what works for you. Uh, and and I thought that was really kind of game changing because I love the idea of giving students more uh, autonomy and choice, uh, especially at the junior senior level, senior levels. 
uh, and and have them kind of take ownership over what they want to learn because then they'll be much more invested in yeah. it and have some great sort of responses. Yeah, you could, I mean, now that I'm thinking about your assignment, you could have kids do a, a form, a Google form, have them put their name in it, a couple of books that they want to read, then take that information, do a prompt that's like be an English teacher or be a librarian from the list, from, from the table you dump in the prompt, like from, from this list, um, create uh, essential questions for each book, right? Assigned each student, or you could say, say find which books have uh, thematically related content, develop 10 questions for those books, and you could, and then it, 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 would, it would do it, and you'd have it, and you just copy and paste it into a, a document and print it out and give it to the kids and say, go. Right. Right, essentially. So basically what you did is you created individualized instruction or questions, Mm -hmm. content, and you could even have a follow-up like, you know, uh, writing questions, right? Right. That every kid's doing something slightly different, but they're all doing a similar activity. So you 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 actually individualized their education for that. Right. And, and here's the thing, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is like, I could set that up for them. I could set those premises up for them. You can take it a step further, though, and say, all right, here's an, like, you can create that as, like, options for the kids. And then you could also say, you know what, if this doesn't work for you, like, you might want to just come up with your own thing. Like, you play with it and come up with your own sort of parameters and then run them by me and and I'll let you know if I think that's going to work or not. Because you may find something uh, or you might want to take things in a different direction. And I'm okay with that, too. Uh, my big thing is I want them to kind of really be fully invested in whatever they're reading and the concepts within, you know, concepts or themes, right, within that book. And then how do you then relate it to other sort of uh, things, specifically in this case within the art world, uh, and to to create some sort of kind of product. It could be a paper, it could be a presentation, it could be a short documentary, it could be whatever. Uh, and, and, but, but that it's more on their terms and less on mine, but they're still showing critical thinking. They're showing the ability to mm-hmm. synthesize. They're sh- showing the ability to, you know, come up with something fresh and unique and it requires their voice. Right. Right. We, we if people are so worried about like, you know, creativity being lost or their voice being kind of, uh, I guess, subsumed by a chat GPT. I'm like, no, no, this is an enhancer. It can amplify it right. if you know how it's, to kind of, you know, approach it. It's new creation. Exactly. It it's like, right. you, you go back to, this is probably topic for a, a different podcast but like all of our all of our culture and art is built on that what came before and we, and we just kind of accelerate a little bit or it seems like we accelerate some people would say we we do the opposite meaning what that we're not accelerating like that things are going downhill but oh but i mean if you think about it i mean i mean you can generate music so quickly and before it would take you just you know a week to get a song out now can right. you, now you can do it a day right. right yeah i mean personally i just like the idea and if we think about the way in which education is evolving, you know, the idea of individualizing things when we were in high school, I don't even know if that was a thought. No. <laughs> I mean, you read it, this, we, you had this right. test, right? And now it's, it's. I mean, that's literally part of our school's district's mission is they want everyone to be kind of, you know, independent thinkers and, and, and self-driven and this sort of thing. And I think that's great. And there are programs out there that have been, you know, pushing for that. So you think of something as big as like Khan Academy that so many people use, that's all about individualizing instruction. Like right. that's good. Uh, that's helpful. It's kind of trying to cater to the nuanced sort of understandings of any particular student. I'm just saying, great, use ChatPT GPT to help you actualize that. Right, right. Uh, maybe this would be a good time to refer um, anyone listening that there there is a linked website that has a bunch of other prompts on it. But I, I think I think that's probably enough, especially if you're listening. I will kind of say this in closing. Like, so so what is prompt engineering? Prompt engineering is how you 
is how it's how you prompt chat gpt but it's but it's really how you program it to get the output that you want and the cool thing is is that you're just programming it with your words your sentences and and then the tasks that you give it um, adjectives are important task audience is important and so why is it important well it's, it's how you get your output but i think i think pat may have said it there at the end is that it's important because you can individualize a person's education all right, we hope that this episode helps you understand prompt engineering and why it is useful. If you would like some quick but more in-depth details of what is behind the prompt, check out the bonus episode on the Bot Brothers AI for Educators called Is Chat GPT for Thinking? Also, we have resources linked in today's show notes, including our Twitter feed and a Google form. I'm Mike Pearson. And I'm Pat Burns. Thank you for listening to the Bot Brothers AI for Educators. If you enjoyed our show, please share with friends, follow us, and give us a rating. Hope you tune in next time.